Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. You're going to uh, hear this recording sometime probably in the month of January or February, but I'm actually recording it the second week in December. And as I've uh, been preparing to record this today, I took a little time out here and there to watch some of the uh, impeachment hearings. And you know, after watching them, I've come to the definite conclusion that this Christmas season, all the Republicans and Democrats are going to just stop their animosity, be totally convicted of God's love and peace and joy, and they'll all become best friends and work together for the rest of the history of our country. Not. (laughs) Now, I say that just because it's current, but I also I'm saying that to make a point A few years ago, it was common for us to say some statement that obviously wasn't going to happen, but make it sound like it was true and end up by saying not. Well, today we're going to look at some things that forgiveness is not, (laughs) because many of us have been told that forgiveness is a lot of things that forgiveness really isn't. Last time I visited with you, I titled it, I Reckon So, and we talked about the Greek word that is translated many times in the New Testament as think about or ponder or meditate. The word actually is an accounting term that means to reckon, as in when you reconcile your bank statement with your actual bank account, that type of thing. And we've learned that we have Christ in us, the mind of Christ, to help us reconcile what is true and what is not. So this week, we're going to look at some things that are not true, that many of us have been taught were true about forgiveness. As we start out, to, and it will be very helpful for us to do this, and I got this idea from my friend Mike Zinker in Canada, who's got a great series of teaching on forgiveness, and Mike's a great guy and is a good teacher, and his teaching really inspired me for this, and I'd encourage you to check him out. Mike Zinker, his last name is C-E-N-K-E-R. You can Google him. He's in Canada, and check out his teachings on YouTube and other places. All right. To get solid on what forgiveness is not, first of all, we want to remember what God's definition of forgiveness is, and we know that from what the Hebrew and the Greek words that are translated into English into forgiveness actually mean. They mean to lift up off of another person anything and everything that has hurt us in all actions and words and looks and things that we feel that they now might owe us for the hurt and the harm that they caused us. To lift them up, take them away, sweep them away, just release the other person from any debt that we have arbitrarily assigned to them, release them from any penalty, any imprisonment, any punishment that we think they deserve. And not hold anything against them and reconcile them to us. 
It involves seeing, as perfect love does, as perfect love sees, that there is another person there, a person who is created in the image and likeness of God, a person who is in Christ, a person who, like we do many times, has done something inconsistent with who they really are, inconsistent with their true identity. Yes, they hurt us, but not the real them, them acting detached, not actually detached, but living like they're detached from their source. Now, that doesn't mean that we didn't feel a hurt. It doesn't mean it didn't hurt. But the way that we handle those hurts, what we do is we let perfect love, Christ in us, lift up, take away, sweep away, release that other person from any debt we've assigned to him, not hold anything against them. Now, that's certainly true for us and other people. That's how God wants us to handle times when we get hurt. It's also true for us with ourselves because we hurt ourselves. I mean, who among us hasn't done something foolish, done something stupid, made a bad decision, maybe even intentionally hurt someone else or taken credit for what someone else has done or something like that? And of course, we have a conscience and we realize that. And many times it can be very hard for us to forgive ourselves. And then we have an enemy, the evil one, who comes along and says, well, you know why you got sick? You know why you got cancer? You know why you lost your job? You know why your kid's acting out? It's because of those bad things you did and God's punishing you for them now. All of those are, of course, lies. That's not the way God works. Those things are not true. But we can have guilt like that, that God doesn't want us to have, and we can have trouble forgiving ourselves. So that's something that we need to do as well. And then, of course, unfortunately, many of us can not want to forgive God. We see that in Scripture in Luke 15 with the older brother and his father. We also see it one time with Mary and Martha when Lazarus died. The three of them were very close friends with Jesus. He took great solace and fun and joy and going to their home and getting away from things and just hanging out with them. And yeah, he taught things when he was there, but it was sort of a refuge place for him. Well, Jesus was out somewhere else with his disciples and other people teaching, and he got word that his friend Lazarus was sick and about to die. Well, he listened to God, his father, and God, his father, said, Nope, don't need to go now. I'll tell you when to go. A couple of days later, he said, all right, let's go. Took him a couple more days to get there. And of course, he had died four days ago by the time he gets there. Well, both Mary and Martha, who believed that Jesus was the Son of God, both Mary and Martha were upset with Jesus. And they said, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Now, they believed that Jesus could have kept him from dying. What they didn't believe was that he could raise him from the dead. And so they, you know, they were, they were having, they were upset with Jesus, whom they knew was the son of God, but they were upset with him. And I won't go into all of that story, but of course he showed them that death didn't bother him. Death wasn't a problem. And he raised his friend and their brother Lazarus. Now, a little bit more here to help us with what forgiveness is before we look at eight things that forgiveness is not. I want to go back to the Old Testament, to Psalm 103, verses 8 to 13. This is what King David wrote. He said, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. Do you reckon that's true? I mean, it says it in Scripture that God is slow to get angry, 
and filled with unfailing love, goes on to say, God will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Now, I want to talk just for a minute in helping us understand that, what's called progressive revelation. Progressive revelation. What that means is that during the history of time and the 1,500 years or so that the Bible was written by 40 different authors, the 66 different books, During that time, there was progressive understanding. We know, of course, that the writers of the Old Testament didn't have a full picture of God. They'd never seen God. Jesus hadn't come on the scene yet. They uh, had an undifferentiated opinion of God. They thought that God created evil and did evil, or at least had an evil agent uh, that was his right-hand man that carried out his dirty work. So as Scripture goes on, they uh, come to different understanding about God's nature and character. And then certainly when Jesus came along, who was the exact representation of the nature and character of God, then we got to see what God is actually like. So keeping in mind that progressive revelation thing, I want to go back to Psalm 103, verse 8 there, where the writer says, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry. They thought God could get angry with us, but it just took him a little longer to do it than us because he was a little better than us. Now I want to jump to after progressive revelation has come about into 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, the love chapter in the New Testament. Several different translations say correctly, God or love does not get angry. Not slow to anger, but does not get angry. Now, there are some translations that are not as good as the others, like the NIV that says in 1 Corinthians 13, 5, God is not easily angered. Love is not easily angered. But when you check the original language, the word easily is not there. The translators just inserted that because they still had the Old Testament mentality that God gets angry with us especially the NIV, God still gets angry with this, but it just not, he doesn't get as easily angered as we do. All right. See, we have to have the Holy Spirit inside of us to show us what is true and what is not true so we can reckon what is so and what is not so. In Hebrews eight twelve, the writer says, he's speaking as God says, I will be mercy to people's iniquities. I will remember their sins no more. See, he chooses not to remember our sins anymore. Now, we may be carrying guilt for something that we've already been forgiven of. And if he chooses not to remember our sins, certainly we shouldn't. And if he chooses not to remember our sins, of course, he chooses not to remember other people's sins either. Ephesians 1, 6 and 7, Paul writes this, We praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave past tense, our sins. Colossians 1.13, God has made you alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses and sins. 
Forgiveness is a tremendously powerful entity. It's the power of God. It's a powerful force. We need to understand how strong forgiveness is and what forgiveness is. But in order to do that, I think we first have to wade through the errors that many of us have been taught about what forgiveness is when it really is not. And hopefully we're going to then reckon these things as not true. First of all, forgiveness is not minimizing the hurt that happened to us. When someone hurts us, whether intentionally or unintentionally, it hurts. Now, when you forgive, that doesn't imply that you go, well, it really doesn't hurt. It's okay that they hurt me or pretending that we haven't been hurt or that we don't take it seriously. No, that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness deals in reality. Second, forgiveness is not the absence or pain of hurts. It does not mean that once you have forgiven someone, the proof of that forgiveness is, well, you will no longer feel hurt or pain from what happened. No, it still comes up. Forgiveness does not mean the pain or feelings of betrayal go away. They come back because the evil one wants them to come back. And they're buried somewhere in our psyche, in our mind, and some things will trigger those things. And we can sincerely forgive someone, go through the process of that and have Christ as us forgive people. But then something will trigger those things or we'll see it happen in somebody else or we'll run into somebody that we haven't seen for a long time. And those feelings, that hurt will come up again. So forgiveness is not the absence of pain or hurts. All right, here's another one. Forgiveness is not easy. Now, I doubt that anybody has told you that forgiveness is easy, but some people have actually heard that by maybe super spiritual people who say, well, forgiveness is easy for me. Well, bully for them. Forgiveness is not easy. It's one of the toughest things you will ever do in your life. It feels like a part of you is dying. And actually, a part of you is dying. Something that happened to you, something that was very real, something that you experienced, when we forgive, that part of us dies. See, we've had all these protective coping mechanisms that we've used to keep us from dealing with forgiveness, and we stuff it inside, and it'll come up again. Well, it needs to die. But it's not easy for that to do it. All right, number four. Here's one that most all of us have been told. Forgiveness is about time. Time heals all wounds. Well, that's just not true. Forgiveness is not about time. Time does not heal all wounds. I've known several people who are just as bitter the day they die about something that hurt them or they perceived happened to them when they were kids as they are when they're 95 years old. Time in and of itself does not heal all wounds. Now, during the course of life, hopefully, but many of us, most of us, the hurt will lessen. We'll think of it less often, but it never completely goes away unless Christ takes it away. And he will, but time itself has nothing to do with that. Number five, Forgiveness is not about forgetting. Yes, God chooses not to remember our sins, but he is God. And with us, forgiveness is not forgetting. See, many of us have been told, as I was, that we're just to pretend that everything's fine. Yeah, you you said you forgive them. You asked God to forgive them. You promised God you'd forgive them. So just pretend everything's fine. Move forward with your life. Never bring it up again. 
Well, we may actually forget that something has happened, and that's a wonderful thing. I've, I've had that happen. You probably have, too. You know, somebody will bring something up in a conversation or something other, how they hurt us years ago or whatever, and thank us for forgiving them or whatever. And I've literally forgotten that that happened, I've just forgotten about it. Sometimes I don't even remember what they're talking about when they bring it up. That's how powerful God's forgiveness is. But it doesn't always happen. Sometimes we do remember, but when we remember, it's a process of still choosing to forgive. I think it's very cruel to tell people, well, if you haven't forgotten about it, then you haven't really forgiven us. Folks, it's never in our purvey to judge whether or not someone has forgiven something. It's just cruel to tell them that. Now, forgiveness is not just a feeling. We might say, well, I don't feel as angry as I used to be. Well, that doesn't make any difference. That doesn't have anything to do with forgiveness. Forgiveness is an act of the will. Feelings can constantly change, and feelings can come back. So don't assume that once you forgive, you should always feel good and it never bother you again. Forgiveness involves a choice, an act of the will, a choice that we make at a certain point in time. Once we've done it, we've done it, and then we may remember it. But that doesn't mean that we didn't do it. Number six, forgiveness is not being naive or ignoring something, pretending it didn't happen, sticking your head in the sand or putting your fingers in your ears, you know, just trying not to think about it. See, that only masks our emotions and the hurt part of us needs to deal with that. If we just pretend it didn't happen, it's going to come up again in other ways because our body needs to cope with that deep pain in our life. Our body's designed to let the divine healer heal us. And if we don't go through that process, we won't heal. All right. A primary thing in all of this is being able, as I mentioned to begin with, to separate the other person from their behavior, just as we separate our own self from our behavior. Sometimes we hurt people and man, we didn't mean to hurt them or we didn't mean to hurt them as bad or we were trying to prove a point or whatever and we end up hurting them. You know, well, we can't justify or excuse something. Now, that doesn't mean we don't forgive. Doesn't mean that we don't take an offense. But just saying, well, it's no big deal. I need to move on because, you know, maybe maybe they weren't feeling well or they were under stress or maybe I misunderstood them or they weren't a believer or they had a different upbringing than me or their circumstances were different or I wasn't hurt that badly. Yes, it helps us to have that type of attitude, but we do have to understand when we're hurt, we are hurt. We need to recognize that and go through the process of actually lifting up those hurts off of people. And yes, maybe something, some of those things that I mentioned did cause that. And maybe we can understand that, of course. However, if it hurt, it hurt. So we do need to actually lift that hurt off of them, let it go away, and not have the mindset that they owe us something for it. All right, here's the final one. Forgiveness is not justifying, excusing, or explaining away the offense. That's kind of what I just was talking about there. All right. Now, people do hurt us intentionally and unintentionally, and we hurt other people too. We were never meant to be abused at the hands of another person. We just weren't. And we don't have to stay in relationship with somebody after we forgive them. They don't have to become our best friend again. We don't have to invite them over to our house. We don't have to do the things with them that we did before. Let God lead you with those things and let God help you with whatever he wants you to do. 
Yes, forgiveness, divine supernatural forgiveness is all-powerful. It is the very power of God. And it does heal us, and it does heal our relationships with other people. But it's a process that we go through, and we need to keep all of these different things in mind as we allow Christ to do that in us and as us. Now, the evil one does not want us to do that. The evil one does not want us to know that we are forgiven. The evil one does not want us to know that God has forgiven everybody. The evil one does not want us to forgive other people, doesn't want us to forgive ourselves. And when we don't, when we listen to the evil one, we stay in that prison of unforgiveness. Jesus, however, came to set the prisoners free. That's us. And when we know the truth of what he's done for us and for everyone and who he is, and we know the truth of his power in us and him living in us and wanting to live as us and through us, then that power literally sets us free. So that's just a tremendous thing. There's, there's so much in the Bible about forgiveness, about God forgiving us, about us forgiving others. The forgiveness process literally does set us free. Forgiveness is for our benefit, not so much the other person. We'll talk some more about that next time. Thanks, everybody, for being with me today on Grace to All with Paul Gray. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.